Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming to program author Kendall E. Williams, Ph.D., and he is the author of Visions, Values, and Corporate Hypocrisy. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder, the selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. Kendall, how are you? I'm doing great, Don. Good morning to you. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I hold a Ph.D. in industrial organizational psychology. I have 30 years of experience in leadership within Fortune 100 and 500 organizations. My hobbies are tennis, fishing, and watching my Pittsburgh Steelers play. I currently reside in the state of California, and I have three young adults, two male, one female. So tell us about your book. Visions, Values, and Corporate Hypocrisy is the book title. Subtitle is The Hijacking of Corporate Conscience. The book is a provocative, informative, and insightful critique of what leaders say and what they actually do. It begins with an examination of what some of America's largest companies say in their elaborate mission and vision statements and what they actually do in their day-to-day management practices and the effects of this misalignment on the workplace culture and employee engagement. Then the book quickly turns the tide by advocating for a people-first approach to leadership, and it outlines the many advantages of leading with transparency, integrity, and greater accountability. So it's a journey that begins with cynicism and ends with hope. And many readers are commenting on Amazon that it's a great conversation starter in business meetings. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience? The book was written with business leaders in mind, particularly those at the supervisory or coach level through the C-suite. Yes, that is a broad range, but any leader who is interested in learning how to better motivate or inspire their employees to contribute their personal best, leaders who are interested in how to retain their most valued employees, and leaders who are interested in building collaborative, trusting relationships with their employees as well as their peers. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Oh, definitely, Don. Yes, the the primary theme is that integrity is not born out of what we say as leaders, but out of what we actually do from day to day. When the words and actions of a leader are fully aligned A trusting and rewarding workplace culture emerges, resulting in greater returns on human capital and greater returns on investment. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? Well, Don, the readers will understand that the words of a leader may be heard, but the actions are imitated. Employees are constantly observing the actions and behaviors of their leaders in search of clues that signal the leader's true intentions, their values, their expectations, and their attitude towards employees. And the conclusions that they draw from these observations inform the employee's overall level of satisfaction and uh, their engagement, and most importantly, their productivity levels. 
Now, if you could compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Well, the interesting thing about this book is that the topic has not been very widely explored in the literary world, so there's very few books to compare it to. However, I just finished reading a new book that's apparently a, a bestseller, a New York Times bestseller uh, called Woke Inc., and that's written by a young, successful entrepreneur named Vivek Ramaswamy. His book exposes how corporate America profits substantially by catering to the new woke culture. My book, however, delves very deeply into the hypocrisy that exists when companies target their marketing efforts toward the woke culture, but it goes far beyond that by examining the hypocrisy that exists in human resources efforts, diversity and inclusion initiatives, and so on. And my book also offers a pathway or a blueprint toward a more collaborative working environment. So what inspired you to write this book? Well, Don, I've been a business leader for about three decades, and I've always had an interest in understanding how to capture the hearts and minds of people I'm responsible for leading. Since labor costs generally represent about two-thirds of a company's total spend, it seems natural that leaders would be interested in understanding how to maximize the returns on that expense. So what are the three key learnings that readers are going to be able to take away from this book? Well, first, readers will understand the four key positive outcomes of aligning your words and actions, no matter what level of the organization you are. Secondly, readers will understand how a company culture truly develops and evolves over time and how that company culture really informs the productivity levels of the uh, employees who are responsible for getting the work done. And thirdly, how to maximize returns on human capital. So what was the most challenging part of writing a book like this? The most challenging part for me was settling in on a topic. With studies at the PhD level and 30 years of experience, I've obviously you know, amassed a great deal of clutter in my mind and, and ideas through the years. I'm one who has always kept business journals, and I've got about 30 journals here on my bookshelf. So as I was trying to identify a topic that I thought would resonate with leaders, it took me about a year and a half to literally settle in on a topic. But once I did settle in, the writing just kind of flowed from there. And all told, uh, it took me about a year and a half to write. So when it comes to identifying a topic and the actual writing, we're talking about a three to three and a half year process. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? Well, I was recently asked to sit on the customer advisory board for the University of California. And this is particularly a good experience for me because it affords me the ability to influence the curriculum taught in business courses at the University of California. And I also get to help to shape the mindset of young and aspiring business leaders. So I'm particularly excited about this opportunity. Um, by the way, I was just appointed to this board about two months ago, just shortly after the book uh, was published. Now, did your environment or upbringing, perhaps, play any major role in your writing? Yes, I am a servant leader, and my passion for serving others was discovered at the age of nine. I was working in my family restaurant in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and worked there for several years. And not only did I discover a passion for serving others, but I also discovered a passion for understanding the ins and outs of running a business, how to maximize profits through people. So how would you describe your writing style? 
My writing style is persuasive. I communicate my opinion to try to influence the reader to adopt my stance on a subject. Now, most authors have a very specific reason for writing a particular book. What was your reason for writing this book? Well, as I said earlier, my mission in life is to promote a people-before-profits mentality among business leaders. I believe very strongly that a people-led approach is the key to corporate success, since profits and stability are natural outcomes of a dynamic, engaged workforce whose values are aligned with the organizational goals. So what part of this book would you say you personally like best? Oh, most definitely chapter 12, because it makes the case for a people over profits approach to leadership. The business world has evolved toward a greater emphasis on employees, which we call human capital. And millennials in particular now make up about 50% of the total U.S. workforce, and many of those millennials are actually in leadership positions. The interesting thing about millennials is that they demand transparency, accountability, social responsibility, and ethical leadership. So business leaders at every level are on notice that in order to remain competitive, sweeping changes are necessary to their leadership style and how they engage their frontline employees. And chapter 12 lays that out, I think, very succinctly. Now, if you could have one thing happen with this book, what would that look like? Promote greater transparency, accountability, and integrity among business leaders, which ultimately will improve the work lives of employees. And when work lives of employees are improved, employee retention improves. When employee retention improves, profits are naturally optimized. How much research went into the writing of this book? The book itself has about 72 references. So that's an awful lot of research when you consider that the book is really just about 130 pages from cover to cover. It's a great deal of research that went into writing. So other than selling your book, of course, is there anything else you hope to accomplish with it? No, again, just changing the approach you know, that leaders take toward their people and recognizing the importance of a people-before-profits mentality. In your honest opinion, do you think that can happen? Absolutely. I think it really depends on the level of interest among uh, readers. Uh, anyone that picks up this book will hopefully have an interest in getting more out of their frontline employees. And at the end of the day, Don, everyone benefits when leaders read the book with an open mind and they make a personal commitment to uh, living out some of the leadership methodologies and practices that I lay out in the book. Everyone benefits. As they say, all ships rise in high tide. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? Business leaders from supervisory level up to C-suite and those who are interested in maximizing company profits through people. Do you have a website? I sure do. It's humancapitalguru.com. Capital is spelled C-A-P-I-T-A-L, humancapitalguru.com. And what will searchers find on that site? Searchers will find details about the book. They will find my background. They will find reviews for the book. And they will also find very interesting videos regarding the book. Could you spell your name for us, please? Sure. Kendall, that's K-E-N-D-A-L-L, Williams, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Kendall E. Williams, Ph.D., and he is the author of Visions, Values, and Corporate Hypocrisy. Kendall, thanks very much for being with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Don.
This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.